Welcome to the Haggard Sefton Hershey Zell High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek. And tonight we are at Bluffton High School, so uh, we'll be back at Cross Creek next week. Rexboro along with Dane Filling, and Dane uh, shows on the road this week, or taking the uh, taking the microphones to Bluffton High School, where tonight uh, non-conference match between the Belmont Braves and the Bluffton Tigers. Uh, a long time since the Tigers and the Braves has wrestled each other, isn't it? Yeah, and actually Tim Myers and I had to look through the record book, and uh, this will come up in the trivia question later on, but uh, Belmont and Bluffton have only wrestled three dual meets in school history for Belmont, and all three of those came at the uh, the old Belmont Super Duel, first week of January, back-to-back-to-back years, and uh, never a weeknight duel between these two teams. And uh, AJ stopped in. We were talking earlier. Um, we used to wrestle them in the conference tournament when they were used to be in the old NEIAC uh, as part of that. And uh, we wrestled them. They came to our sectional. But uh, like I say, never a dual meet other than at the uh, Indiana's best at the mat, uh, tournament that Belmont has. Yeah, really, really uh, interesting matchup tonight. Uh, something that came about just in the last couple of weeks, but uh, something that should be a good, a good show. And, and I think a really nice. Uh, nod to what Coach Sprunger has done at Bluffton to get the respect for for Belmont to even come in and consider scheduling Bluffton. Or you um, think they're ACAC champions? They're 15-1 and one this year. He has done a fantastic job. He's got my vote for Coach of the Year. Absolutely. Uh, and I think they, this team would have been very, very competitive Saturday in the, uh, in the 1A duels at the Coliseum. Oh, I think they very well could have won it but there was no making excuses from coach sprunger he said uh, we didn't earn it we didn't get there maybe next year we are joined here with a uh, by aj calvin aj is going to leave a read a, ri- a live remote as we start off the program here oh thank you rex uh, i'd like to give a big shout out to cross creek golf club that's on us 224 western decatur the pro shop will be reopening on january the 16th but listen up for you golfers out there, weather permitting, this Friday, in a couple of days, if we don't get that rain that we're supposed to, it's going to be warm enough. The course will open up for the day. Uh, from 9 to 2, you can get you can get tee times. So check it out. If the rain stays away and you haven't put your clubs away for good, this weekend on Friday from 9 to 2, you can play. Cross Creek is the only area course that's going to have 27 holes, a par 33-9 called the Majorky 9, and a par 71-18, a championship 18, called the Biggs Cree course. It's fun for the entire family. It's inexpensive. You could get instruction for your juniors, for your little boys and girls, starting at age 6 or 7, all the way up to 14. There's leagues for both men and women, and tournament play is available. That's at Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur. Thanks for that commercial, AJ. And so, Dane, if if you still have your golf club sitting right next to your snow shovel, you may be able to use them Friday. Well, mine are available. I may have to take them up on it. <laughs> so, Dane, uh, let's tell the fans that we usually start our show as we do. Uh, we're in four parts here in a weigh-in section right now. And then we go to the first period, second period, third period, and then we go to overtime. So let's uh, give us a rundown of what's on store in store for the uh, fans for tonight's show. Well, we want to remind people that we will be live from the Double Eagle next Tuesday on the 14th 
and we've got a little bit of a schedule change, so listen up. The ACAC tournament in all of its grandeur, the, the, the oldest high school basketball regular season tournament in Indiana, will be on air for WZBD. So our show, Rex, is actually going to begin at 445 at the Double Eagle, and I've already talked to Jason, and uh, chicken enchiladas, again, are the meal of the night, so make sure that you're there, and we've got a new and improved sound system for anybody who uh, shows up and long neck specials, as are usually the case there. So listen up next Tuesday. And then on the following Tuesday, our show on the 21st will be live from Carroll High School as we uh, get ready to broadcast what could be uh, one of the bigger duels that uh, Belmont has had this year and maybe the potential, maybe, we don't want to jinx it, but maybe the potential for Belmont to finish off an undefeated dual meet season. Hey, you didn't call my boss and ask him if I could have off and be there at 445. That's a little early in the afternoon for old guys that still have to work full time. Well, we'll see. We'll see if we can get it done. Um, And uh, we're going to talk about tonight's match and look a little bit at Team State last week, uh, weekend on Saturday. And then we're going to speak with our special guest tonight, which is Sean Farrope, Belmont assistant coach, about uh, his background and his experiences. Talk a little bit about the uh, 1995 team as we're 25 years Um, removed from that season and um, talk about Belmont's outlook and uh, both look back on the season so far and look forward now that Team State is over. And then we'll take a look at the week ahead across the state and talk about a few of the matches on this date. 25 years ago, 50 years ago, Rex, we've got a Decatur High School highlight to go through. And then uh, we'll put Rex to the test for podium pickers as he picks the winners of some of this week's dual meets. And uh, we'll... Uh, find out who our trivia question winner is. And, Rex, are we ready for that trivia question? Well, I just want to mention, I didn't do horrible last weekend, but I missed the biggest one of all. I missed the, I missed the biggest one going to come back to haunt me. But uh, we'll talk about that later. So go ahead. Why don't you roll out the trivia question? Okay, so our trivia question is Belmont and bluffed and focused here. <clears throat> so listen up. The question is, Belmont is 3-0 and all-time against the Bluffton Tigers. Who was the head coach for the Tigers in all three of those matches? some 10, 15 years ago. So if you know the answer to that question, did you write the studio? The I always forget to write down the studio <laughs> number. <laughs> I think I got it on the thing. It's Looking here. Always forget. 589-9300. That is it. 260-589-9300. 9300 call in with the answer who was the head coach of the Bluffton Tigers in all three meetings between Belmont and Bluffton with that we're going to send it back to the studio to Steve Rouse the master of the board running the commercials for us tonight and we'll be back with uh, first period and more wrestling talk on the Haggard Septon Hershey Zell High School Wrestling Weekly right after this Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. You'll find a full range of orthopedic care close to home at Adams Memorial Hospital with Dr. David Coates and PA Aaron Whitman demonstrating superior results relative to patient safety and experience. Dr. Coates and his team offer a full range of orthopedic procedures and treatment options for adults and pediatric patients with outstanding outcomes and low complication and infection rates. And individualized patient-centered care results in high patient satisfaction. 
Call 728-3900 to schedule. Adams Memorial. Experience ortho excellence. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Welcome back to the Haggard Septon Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek. And tonight we are live at the Tiger Den at Bluffton High School, Rexburg, along with Dane Filling. And uh, we are into the first period, Dane, and the first period on, on tap we have today is the team state review. And uh, what, a, what a team state it was. Uh, AJ and I covered uh, a lot of wrestling. You were there for a lot of it uh, on air with us, helping us... Uh, kind of get through the long spells, but uh, some great wrestling in both 1, 2, and 3A. Some of the matches that I saw across the board, uh, some of the number ones versus number two and three, I mean, they were, it was just some fantastic wrestling. Yeah, and I think the setup this year allowed for a wrestling fan to really be able to catch a lot more action in actuality than it had in the previous years. Uh, the 1A tournament, as you would figure, had a lot more pins and went a lot quicker. And rather than waiting for all those rounds to finish and to move on, Tournament directors and organizers just kind of said, okay, 1A is its own tournament. Let it go as it goes. 2A is different. 3A is different. And uh, I, I kind of like that because you were able to to focus on the championship matches on 1A. And then by that time, uh, if you look at some of the pictures from uh, Belmont's title, it's filled with Adam Central people behind the you know the Adam Central uh, guys that wrestle in Mad Men and are friends with some of these boys. They were there behind the bench watching. And then everybody had a chance to watch Cathedral and Modern Day wrestle for the 3A title. So uh, it, it allowed people to, to leave if they wanted to leave, but, but catch some more wrestling at the end. And it kind of paced itself so that the award ceremony, the 1A was done first. They awarded the ceremony, had to give all the awards out. And then that's about the time the 2A finished, they did it. And then the 3A ran into it. So it wasn't a big cluster at the end where they had to have uh, people kind of fighting for position. And I, I thought it was very well ran. I really did enjoy the new staggered system with the ni- the row of two mats by nine, and it was uh, very interesting to watch. And I thought seating was perfect, and uh, you know there was enough there was enough spots for everybody to yeah. to, to find. Uh, and you know Belmont kind of had to do the old flip flop because they went on the other side of the gym, but that worked out too. And uh, I just think overall uh, we've we've got it figured out at the Coliseum, and I sure hope that, that that it stays there for a while. And I heard him talking about the new corresponding date for next year lands on the first and the second. So I think they're talking about January 9th, something like that. Yeah, I haven't heard yet. I know that the calendar is a little bit goofy. Um, it's a leap year this year, which changes some things. And we've already heard uh, Sean and I about had a heart attack when they announced the Mishawaka dates coming before Christmas. And quickly they, they, they backtracked on that. So I think some <laughs> tournaments have got to figure that out. But uh, the Coaches Association will come out with that date, and then everybody will, will fall in line after that. So, Dean, you want to start with uh, the 1A duels and kind of do a quick 
Sure. Re- recap of that. Sure. So in, in 1A, the champion was North Posey, who were the number one seeds. They defeated uh, one of their local rivals, Southridge, uh, 48-21 in the finals. And Southridge kind of had the advantage of, of winning the only pool out of the 12 pools there at Team State who went 1-1, one 1-1, and 1-1. One, one and one, one and one. Um, Adam Central pulled off the upset and beat Southridge. And uh, that caused all three teams to have one loss which, uh, interestingly enough, sent Centerville, who is the three seed, all the way down into the, uh, the bottom four. Now, Rex, just an update. We were taking bets on who were going to be the first Belmont fans to enter the gym. And I called By it. By golly. I called it. It was Tom and Marvin Book. <laughs> Dane and I had, we were talking about the trivia question, and uh, still have not got to receive the correct answer for the trivia question at this time, but uh, I pulled that one off and just uh, won the trivia question from Dane here. And, uh, Dane, um, how did the seeding uh, go for in 1A? It was kind of scrambled up a little bit for you this year, wasn't it, what, the way that your seeding and the final results came out? Yeah, it was. Well, we had, like I said, the 1-1 one one finish between those three teams in Pool C where uh, Centerville, Adam Central, and Southridge had to go into the tiebreaker. And in that tiebreaker, Southridge had 79 team points, uh, Adam Central had 69, and Centerville had 64 um, it was very, very close, and um, you know, if it would have wrestled it again or in a different order, it may have it may have gone differently, or maybe if Centerville and Adam Central would have realized that it was going to come down to the team breaker, a tiebreaker, they might have done something different. And then in the final pool, then the big upset was Manchester took out Attica, forty-eight twenty-seven, um, and Attica actually went zero and two as the five seed because they got beat by Tell City, and that sent Attica and Centerville down into that bottom four. Um, and then uh, after that, there weren't a whole lot of upsets, but those were the ones that, that were that were biggest. So Tell City beats Prairie Heights for third. Busco and Adam Central go 42-42 to 42 for fifth place. Busco wins the tiebreaker, most points, most first points scored. Wabash ends up seventh um, with a win over Manchester. Centerville beats Attica, and South Adams finishes in 11th uh, with a 47-36 win in the placement mats, uh, match. Actually, there were no upsets in the placement round. It was just the pool play that, that kind of screwed things up in, in 1A. So all in all, the um, the scores of those matches, very close. Uh, there was really no blowouts in those matches. So seating, uh, just to make sure that the right 12 teams in single A were there. Yeah, and Wabash and Centerville both had a couple of forfeits that were unexpected, and those are things that you can't really a- account for when you're putting... Uh, teams and seeds like that. So let's go take a look at 2A then, see how 2A shook out. Well, obviously 2A was the big one for uh, for us as Belmont came out on top. And uh, all year we heard about Western and Oak Hill. Western were the defending champions last year. And um, Sean and I looked at it for a long time in the fall. Western had, I think, 12 returning starters. They um, were basically undefeated other than a loss to West Lafayette Harrison, who had a very good win um, over Merrillville, and then Western wrestled Oak Hill in an invite, and they finished tied 252 and a half to 252 and a half. And from there, it was kind of like, okay, Western and Oak Hill, they're going to be one and two. And it wasn't until Belmont really beat Garrett that Belmont was maybe in that conversation. Um, but in the end, I think it kind of made sense for Western and Oak Hill to be separated and be one and two. Turns out, maybe they weren't quite as tough as everybody thought they were, but. Um, Sometimes it just comes down to matchups and days. And, um, you know, Oak Hill 
They were in a position to be there. We looked, uh, we watched that Columbia City match that they had after Belmont had finished beating Edgewood. They send Aiden Hardcastle, undefeated senior, out in the final bout. All he has to do is win by decision over Ryan Sheets, and he couldn't do it. And, and Sheets wins, and Columbia City moves on to the semis, and Oak Hill goes into the bottom four. I thought a great showing. Sean, I don't know how much you saw of Norwell on the day, but for them to come in unseated, finish fifth, knock off a team like Oak Hill, I think says a lot about um, sort of the resolve that they had after a really tough start to the year. Uh, they lose to Bluffton um, in one of the earlier matches this year, and um, a lot of guys that you're familiar with from Mad Men and, and, and some of the practices that you've had. Yeah, I was happy for the Norwell kids for sure. So as we look at it, 11th place match, uh, Leo takes out uh, North Montgomery by a score of 43-30 to 30 in the 9th place match, 8th uh, place match for uh, takes out West Vigo, takes out Jay County by 42-35. All of these still are close matches. Um, for the 7th place match, Wawasee defeated Edgewoods by the score of 42-25. The 5th place match, as you said, North, uh, Norwell takes out Oak Hill, 36-33. The 3rd uh, place match, Number one seed Western takes out Columbia City in a close match, 41-35. And then the match that we covered, uh, Belmont versus Garrett, down to the wire, comes down to the last match. It's going to be seven matches, seven matches. Belmont's pins take over, and uh, Isaac Freet, um, as Belmont's two points down, comes back. All he needed was a straight decision victory, and he uh, puts legs in and gets to fall the big win. So Belmont takes out Garrett in a final, 33-29, and a, a great win for the Braves on the day. It was an awful lot of fun to, to watch and, and be a part of and to share with, with all of these kids and uh, to see people in the stands that maybe aren't regular wrestling fans but made the trip up to the Coliseum. Um, there's been a lot of hard work put in by, by, by all of these kids, and uh, it was nice to see that pay off on Saturday. So as we start looking to the, uh, the 3A placement, and um, you know Belmont becoming uh, 2A class state champions, Kind of a hollow victory because the uh, the number one and number two teams in 3A are actually 2A schools. And uh, I know that Cathedral Modern Day, powerhouses, they were Belmont would not have fared well against either one of those. So, I mean, that's just a difference in the programs. Uh, they're both 2A schools, but they have a little bit different uh, scenario of how their teams are put together. Let's just put it that way. And uh, they come out on top. Uh, Cathedral takes out Modern Day in the finals, 32-26, a very close match. Yeah, and uh, I, I was re- I don't want to say I was really confident, but I really thought that after seeing what we saw from Cathedral at the Al Smith, that they were the team to beat, and uh, it was kind of a nice uh, pat on the back for me to see Cathedral finish in first. Um, I was a little bit disappointed in Brownsburg, although those matches were super uh, close uh, all the way through. They end up beating Brown- uh, Warren Central 30-27 to for third place, and... Um, Top four finishes one, two, three, four as far as seating. And look at those scores. I mean, number the number the third and fourth place match was thirty twenty seven between Brownsburg and Warren Central. Carmel beats uh, Perry Meridian thirty three twenty five. Mishawaka over Columbus East forty twenty eight. A little more lopsided, but the ninth place match, Ron Colley defeats Avon twenty nine twenty seven in a close match. And then Carroll takes out Penn forty eight nineteen for the eleventh place match. But other than that. Um, the pairings let you know that the the best three A teams were there, minus maybe Crown Point who declined. But um, great wrestling on a day for the three A schools. Yeah, and I think we saw that it would be hard to argue that any team that wasn't there deserved to be in the top two or three. Crown Point maybe deserves to be third, 
but I think they're more like fourth or fifth. And uh, just an overall really good day of wrestling. And the 3A action was great. There were a ton of one versus two or one versus three matches. Uh, Logan Bailey had a big day. He beat Blake Borman even after Cathedral had already clinched the team title. And um, I don't know. I, I'll ask Sean his opinion here, but I think Cathedral is going to be awfully tough to beat come February at the state finals. Uh, I would agree with you a little bit, but I'm going to be honest and tell you I'm very happy that I didn't care what any other team was doing on Saturday. I didn't watch anybody else. <laughs> um, for the first time in a couple years, I was totally focused on us wrestling all the way through the finals. So, um, yeah, I, I think they're going to be tough to beat, but I don't really care. I was very happy just watching Belmont on Saturday. Well, getting, it makes a difference. Ready. It makes a difference if you have a dog in a fight, right? It absolutely makes a difference. I thoroughly enjoyed my day at the Coliseum compared to the last two years. <laughs> and I think the format, you know, it allowed <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of downtime to sit around and watch. No, there wasn't. And uh, you know, Belmont got into a pool where Edgewood and North Montgomery finished in about 21 minutes, and we had to sit around for 45 minutes. But other than that. There was no waiting around for Belmont fans, and uh, you, you got in, you saw Belmont wrestle the whole day, and when they were done, you were able to leave. Luckily, we, we took that chance for the lunch break because there was not much time for a lunch break. But not enough good things <laughs> can be said about that lunch, let's be honest, guys. So if you're on your back bridging, you got about 30 seconds to hold off because we're first period's coming to an, uh, second, first period's coming to an end, and we're headed into the uh, second period just a minute. So the buzzers went off, first period's ended. We're going to send it back to studio. Steve Rouse running a board for us for a round of commercials. We'll be back with a second period right after these messages. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Even during the winter months, we are open seven days a week, 9 to 4.30, Monday through Saturday, and 1 to 4.30 on Sundays. Stop in to see our large selection of houseplants and succulents. We have new plants and products arriving weekly, including pottery and much more. Heller Nursery is located four miles west of Decatur off of 224. Like us on Facebook. Or check us out on our website, hellernursery.com, for our tree and perennial listings. Good luck to our area wrestlers. Hey, Indiana High School wrestling fans. This is Jason Cree, and I'm excited to announce that the Double Eagle will be hosting this year's High School Wrestling Coaches Show live at 6.05 every Tuesday night throughout the season. The Double Eagle is proud to sponsor local sports, and we invite you to come up and experience a live radio remote. As always, we are open seven days a week to bring you great food, cold drinks, and exciting sports action. Follow us on Facebook for all of the updates and come visit us at the Double Eagle, 1730 Nutman Avenue, Indicator. At Complete Printing Service, you can count on Charlie Brune and the crew to take care of all your print needs. Everything from color copies, custom-made banners and signs, wedding invitations, business cards, magnetic and yard signs, and so much more. Complete Printing is located on South 2nd Street in Decatur. Our name says it all. Complete Printing Service. Call today at 724-3722. Complete Printing is also a Decatur Sculpture Tour sponsor. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber.
Welcome back to the Haggard Sefton Hershey's Zell High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by a double eagle at Cross Creek. And tonight we're live from the Tiger Den at Bluffton High School. Rex Berlin with Dane filling in. Now it's the second period in time for our special guest. And our special guest tonight is Sean Frode, assistant coach here at Belmont High School. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. So, Dane, what you got on what kind of questions, the tough questions you got for a lot Sean? Because I don't know if he studied for this test or not. I did not. <laughs> I well, uh, I guess we'll start off with Sean. Tell us a little bit about your uh, background in wrestling and uh, what brought you to be an assistant coach at Belmont. Uh, my background in wrestling. Um, gosh, as far back as I can remember knowing about wrestling, I had my Uncle Denny and uh, cousin BJ. Denny was kind of my hero growing up, and he wrestled, so I was going to wrestle. Um, had a lot of family members that wrestled, and so just always around the sport. Um, as far as what brought me back to want to coach, um, when I was in college and thinking about what I wanted to do and changing my major multiple times, um, just thought about people that I admired and, and what did they do, what did I like about their life, and, and again, going back to B.J. Farrote, uh, he meant a lot to me in my my career, um, not just wrestling, but growing up and thinking about life and what's important and uh, just came back to education because of that. So tell us a little bit about your uh, wrestling career in high school. You were a graduate in uh, 1996, is that correct, at Belmont? Yeah, that's right. Uh, there's not a lot to talk about uh, as far as if you look in the record books. I, I was a junior varsity wrestler as a freshman, sophomore, and junior. Got in for some some matches and tournaments here and there, but uh, didn't have my own varsity spot till I was a senior, so it's a pretty short story, Dave. Well, well, let's talk about noteworthiness. Who were the just a couple of those guys that were in front of you that kept you out of lineup all those years? Um. Gosh, I don't really want to give him credit, but uh, <laughs> I was behind uh, Tim Myers my freshman year. He's not bad. Not bad. Couple of state championships. Um, should have had three. Lost my rest loss to Jason Hayes my sophomore year. He was a runner-up that not, year. He's, he's not bad. And had some uh, very, very low scoring, like all his matches were. Uh, rest loss with Sam Ocampo and uh, lost to him my junior year. So he went on to be a state qualifier and a fourth-place finisher. But you didn't end up with too bad of a senior year, qualified for state, and... Uh you were part of a state championship team, albeit as a JV wrestler, but still in 1994 and state runner-up in 1995. Yeah, yeah. Um, senior year, we were first year of the team tournament. We uh, we finished in the final four. Um, so we, we took, I think, seven guys to state my sophomore year, eight as a junior and seven as a senior. So, yeah, really, really good teams, fun to be a part of, good guys, good coaching staffs. So, you know, Sean, there's a syndrome that – is, has, there's a name for what you had. It's called Bruce Teammate Syndrome. Yeah. Um, I have a, a short story about that. My senior <laughs> year at our banquet, um, I didn't know Bruce very well yet. I knew he's the guy that the beard that always sat up there and watched <laughs> our matches. But he got up to talk. He asked if he could get up and talk, and Bruce doesn't talk a whole lot. And uh, he, he told a story about his senior year, how he cracked the lineup, and uh, he had a goal, and he finished in the top four. And he said every year he's looking for that Belmont wrestler who's going to be like him. And... Um, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of feeling really good when he said, "Sean Farrow, this year I thought it was going to be you, and you, you know, had had a great year, and you got to state, and you didn't do it." Uh, so, um, it's funny. It's a funny moment. <laughs> well, after you uh, graduated from from Belmont, you went on to uh, Notre Dame, and what was your degree in there? Uh, eventually, I, I got my degree in history. Um, majored in many different things but when I thought I wanted to come back and 
uh, get into education. I, I settled on getting a degree in the classes that I was still attending, the ones that I liked to go to and the ones I wasn't skipping. Those were my history classes. So it really doesn't play into anything I'm doing right now. It's just the classes I still went to. So what you're saying is you're a perfect role model for kids going to college these days. I tell them what not to do every day as a guidance counselor as far as choosing what you want to do with your life. I got exactly where I wanted to be. I just had no plan to get there. You know, a little backstory a lot of people don't know. I went to Notre Dame as well. And I drove right on past it and up to Southwestern <laughs> Michigan College and wrestled for SMC. So I would drive right past the big school, the big Golden Dome, and then went up to the uh, the uh, the little school where I wrestled for. So, so Sean, tell us a little bit about your. Uh, I have on here coaching journey. Where did you uh, start out, and uh, how did you get to be uh, an assistant here at Belmont High School? Uh, I blame Tim Myers for that. <laughs> uh, we both finished college at the same time and came back, and Tim was. Uh, teaching fifth grade at Monmouth Elementary School, and I was uh, going back to get my counseling degree and substitute teaching at the time, and he told me I I should come up and uh, go to practice with him, and I thought I would go up and go to a couple practices at the time, but I have not missed very many since then. So uh, my first year or two helped exclusively at the high school, and then um, what I consider my probably one of my luckiest opportunities was uh, John Freet and I both went down to help at the middle school. Uh, I don't know the, what the year, maybe 2003, 4, somewhere in there. And I got to coach with him for a long time down there and then eventually got to take over the middle school program. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the year was, mid-2000, somewhere in there, and uh, had him as my assistant. But really he was teaching me every day. So um, coached at, at the middle school until last year and then – I uh, decided to come up and work with the high school, especially um, this sophomore class is a group of guys that I've been around for a very, very long time. My son's a sophomore, and I just felt like that's a group that I wanted to be with as long as possible and, and uh, absolutely didn't want to miss time spending with my own son. So now I'm at the high school. So tell us a little bit about what Saturday meant for you, not only as their youth coach, their middle school coach, now their high school coach, uh, a father to one of the boys on the team. What were you feeling when Isaac had that kid on his back on Saturday? Um, oh, the feeling is obviously pride. Uh, I'm proud of all those guys. But really, it's not just in their wrestling. I mean, I love wrestling. I love the sport of wrestling. Uh, I love watching wrestling, teaching wrestling. Um, but what those guys learned about hard work paying off, what they learned about what they've put in and what they get out, Uh you know, we were not a, a great team uh, the last couple of years. In fact, I, I'll share this. Our, our bus driver, Sue Fox, on the way home said, wow, you guys are a team. That's a team. I can tell they like being a team. Um, and, and they weren't last year. And I said, wow, the, you noticed that? She said, yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh, our bus driver notices what a difference um, they they are. I'm, I'm proud of what they accomplished, but more than that, I'm proud of what they put into it. And I, and I hope that they realize that they earned what they got you earn what you get in life and uh you know it's wrestling teaches that i think pretty well i think i'm very biased uh towards wrestling compared to other sports but i think it teaches that as as much or more than other sports so um i'm proud of them proud of their accomplishment but but more than that proud of that the work that they put in to accomplish that it was uh it was something special to be a, a part of for sure so if we turn our attention now to the rest of the season as we're really only halfway through um you know, it it would be difficult not to take at least one step back and say, man, we did it. 
<laughs> and then realize, oh, wait, we still have one, two, three, four, five. We still have five more dual meets this month. We still have a conference tournament. And then you still have the whole state tournament. How, how, uh, how do you feel about this group of boys being able to refocus and really take what may have been the biggest goal of the year team-wise, which is now gone, and we still have half a season left? Um, it's, it's, a dangerous, it's a dangerous concept here if there's such a thing as a, a trap match or you know trap game uh, like in other sports. I think coming back and wrestling on a Tuesday against a tough uh, team here in Bluffton um, could be interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, this is a group that, that pretty much does whatever we ask of them. They do whatever we put in front of them. They listen extremely well. They focus when they need to focus. They have fun when they need to have fun. Um, I, I thought, I'll say this, going into this season, I, Dane, I told you we were going to be better. Um, you said, well, how much better? Uh, maybe a dual meet victory or two better with an easier schedule. And I said, oh, better. I think we're going to be a lot better. I did think we were a year away from being as successful as we were as a team at the team tournament. I, I still think I, I'm ready to be surprised. I think we're a year away from a lot of the individuals on our team being really successful in the state tournament um, as far as getting through semi-state. Uh, but I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous about them feeling like they've peaked or their season's on a, on a downward slope. Uh, they're, they're great teammates to each other. They love being around each other. They love working hard with each other. They love having fun with each other. Um, I think we're a great dual meet team right now. Uh, I don't know what kind of a tournament team we're going to be or what these last few duels will look like, but I'm not worried about the effort we'll get from them. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I know on Saturday, as I sort of sat back and took everything in at the end of the day and, and thought about how much I enjoy being a part of this program and being a part of the people and just everything that goes in with it, not just the 14 guys out on the mat. I thought, we're going to have a lot of fun these next three weeks. We've got two dual meets every week. We've got you know the preview in the paper, getting together on a Tuesday, then talking about it on Wednesday, getting back together and wrestling on a Thursday, and going through those individual matchups where we can focus on just one team at a time. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and there's still a lot of growth to be had in, uh, in the practice room. As we get ready, we don't have another individual tournament, another Saturday to wrestle until the uh, conference tournament um, at New Haven in three weeks. Dane, yeah. you touched. I'm sorry, Dane, you touched on the the, the room when you get a minute there. Uh, Sean, let's talk about the the room and, and what's going down with the remodel there too as well. Oh, uh, yeah, it's that room's uh, about 30 years old and hadn't been really touched other than whatever BJ did as a coach to try and keep it up to speed and safe, gluing some mats on the walls um, in the early 2000s, things like that. Um, Dane was a gigantic part of getting our community together, getting the wrestling community together, um, putting some money uh, into that room. So there's been a lot of work. It's looking great. It's not done yet. we got to get our, our individual pictures back up on the wall. Um, there's a, and there's a few other improvements, but... Make sure you dust mine off. It's got a lot of dust on it. We will that do that. We will do that. Um, BJ Farode has spent a lot of time in there painting the names back on the podium. Um, but it's just... The, it, the kids in our community deserve a great place to train. And not that we didn't appreciate the space before the last year here when we did this, but uh, it was it was time for a facelift. And I think that's what when Sean and I first sat down in his office and said, hey, let's do something here, that was kind of our opinion was, you know what, these boys, 
uh, and girls that come up to the room, they've got to be able to walk into a space where they're like, okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Not, not a place that looks a little bit run down or, or a little bit old or a little bit smelly. Um, not that that doesn't say something about the hard work that gets put in there year after year. Don't worry, it still smells. It still bad, smells. No. Trust me, it smells like hard work. But it, it it looks so much better when you walk in there, and the improvements that have been made, uh, I think, really add to what the program is going to be able to accomplish in the next thirty years, um, and and not just uh, have some nostalgia about some of the things that weren't up to snuff. Well, I think I think that you guys have both understand the way that funding works these days if you want something nice you'll do like sandy busick did and you go out and you fundraise and you build yourself a nice softball stadium because it's not going to be handed to you because the money's just not there yeah and you also have to think about the 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 teenager the kid who's walking into the wrestling room and what they expect and what they want and what they think is cool and what they find uh to be interesting they want to be a part of something that that looks nice and is it, and, and has sort of those uh, bells and whistles, and uh, you know, while Sean and I may have been sentimental about the way the room used to look, uh, it definitely needed an upgrade, and, and I think we've done that. No, was I that agree. the room where you started wrestling at, Sean, or not? Yeah, well, or did you start uh, in the other room where I, as, I used to wrestle? As a club club kid, I, I wrestled in the old wrestling room, but most of my memories are from this the new wrestling room. Yeah, so. uh, Rex, just real quick, I want to talk to Sean uh, on Friday. We've got the girls regional at uh, McConaughey High School. That's a 5 p.m. start. Uh, both of uh, Belmont's girls, Andrea Hernandez and Trinity Coyne, will be wrestling there. Sean and I were both there last year at the regional event. Uh, it's a growing event uh, and something that I'm really excited about this weekend. And uh, I'll be calling in to uh, WZBD to the station to provide updates as to how the girls are doing. And uh, hopefully both girls will qualify for the following week um, on Friday, the state finals in Kokomo. They are seated pretty highly, aren't they, Sean? Uh, I don't know if the official seeds are out. They should be, uh, but their success there last year and then and then throughout this season uh, with tournaments they've gone to, the, the opportunities for them that have opened up this season, they've gone to four tournaments as opposed to the one tournament that they wrestled in last year, has really helped them get that experience, and I think they'll be seated appropriately, but yeah. And I don't, I know Sean doesn't like his own horn tooted here, but it, Sean has been their coach for all five years since they came out for wrestling and has had a, a very big impact on both of those girls and their wrestling abilities. And uh, when you see them win matches on Saturday, uh, Sean deserves a lot of the credit for that. Well, I'll give them the credit. I, I tried to chase them off, I'll be honest, when they were <laughs> sixth graders. I thought they were just there um, trying to prove they could do something a boy could do and didn't have any interest in wrestling. But they they love wrestling. They're wrestlers. Uh, they're not girl wrestlers. There's not, they're, they're wrestlers. I'll, I'll throw a little story out. Uh, Jimmy Pickard at Goshen High School, who's been there for years and years, had a girl come out, and he said, I'm going to have a girl on my team. And he worked the whole team so hard to make her quit. He said, I had four boys quit, and he said, I couldn't get her to quit. He <laughs> said, finally, I had to accept it because I, I couldn't have any more boys quit. And she was a tough wrestler for him for a long time and then stayed in the program and became like the manager of his team. And she managed his team four or five years after she graduated high school because she was that into wrestling and the opportunity for female wrestling was not there at the time and now that the girls on this team have that vision to think I can be on a girls wrestling team and not have to compete against boys I think that glimmer of hope is what's bringing the numbers out now when the the girls see Sarah Hildebrand and Kayla Miracle wrestle and it just they're thinking I don't have to wrestle against a boy I can succeed in a female sport well I think it's important for wrestling coaches to remember um, at a time where fewer and fewer uh, 
young men are wanting to go out there and put it on the line and participate in sports. Uh, sports participation is down across the country in all sports. Um, the way that we're going to keep wrestling growing is by embracing girls' wrestling, women's wrestling, and uh, I think I think everybody needs to get on board with it. And if you watch, you know, Sarah Hildebrand and Kayla Miracle at the world level, they are phenomenal athletes. They Absolutely. are they are some of the toughest wrestlers. You know, we saw Ar- Arla Boyd, uh, Alara Boyd last year beating boys on a regular basis. The two girls from from West Vigo winning matches Saturday on the boys team. I mean, they're not just girl wrestlers. They are well. I think athletes. It, I think it's important for our young women to have role models that have their own shoe line, their own wrestling apparel, their own posters. Uh, I think that's critical to to get these girls excited about the sport. Well, with that, the uh, second period has uh, wound down. We're getting ready for the third period, and we'd like to thank Sean for sitting in and being our special guest tonight. You were here already anyway, so we wouldn't have to pay you extra for the long drive over, right? I wouldn't mind it, but no, you don't have to. <laughs> with that, we're going to send it back to the studio to Steve Rouse, run aboard for us, and we'll be back with more wrestling talk right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Welcome back to Haggard Sefton Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek. And tonight, live from the Tiger Den at Bluffton High School, Rex Burlong with Dane Filling. And uh, Dane, the uh, Bluffton gym has had a remake uh, facelift, and it looks beautiful. The home of the Tigers across the way, everything looking good, uh, nice, clean facility. Looking for some good wrestling here tonight against a good Bluffton team. Yeah, very clean uh, facility here and uh, excited to see Belmont's first match here in the in the Tiger Den as JV action has begun. And the aforementioned Andre Hernandez is uh, up at 132 pounds. So with this uh, third period underway here, looks like there's just four JV matches. We're going to squeeze this down a little bit, so we, we're going to skip ahead. And, uh, Dane, what do you have 
in line for us on on this date in history? Well, on this date, we're going all the way back 50 years to the Decatur High School wrestling team, 1970. Uh, the wrestling team came off a weekend tournament at New Haven as they looked forward to a dual meet against the Manchester Squires on Thursday. And uh, our report from Nellie Clark um, says that uh, Belmont had really desired to win this New Haven tournament, but were unable to win it again for the third year in a row. And um, as we look through here at some of the results, it looks like the host Bulldogs were the winners, followed by Defiance, and Decatur was in third place. How Military finished in fourth. Uh, it says that Belmont finished with 35 points instead of 31 from the previous year, but they did have one champion. And um, that was, as I look here, it says Myers. And I'm looking as to which Myers this was, so I don't say the wrong one. And uh, I don't know. It says it only has a Myers as a first name. AJ, <laughs> do you know which Myers would have won 120 pounds? I, I do not. 1970? <laughs> I don't think I was back yet. I Six, this was a 69-70 season. I was finishing up at IU, coaching university school there. Okay, well, uh, I'm not sure if maybe Nellie wasn't in attendance but lifted the report, but he does have a photo up here of Dave Adams, 127-pound uh, coach, and his coach Gary Geisler, um, talking of uh, maybe he has the name wrong in the article. Dave Adams, it looks like, was the champion um, and won 4-3. to three, And the timekeepers, it says... We're confused on writing time. Was there a writing time point back then? There was. Just one singular point? Uh, one point for one minute plus, uh, right, just like they do in colleges today. Okay. Um, and uh, let's see. Myers, the or Adams, I'm sorry, was the only local wrestler without a defeat on his record following Saturday's matches. He w- beat a New Haven wrestler. Decatur had six grapplers in the final round, but none were successful. Um, other losers in the final round were Dan Jerigi at 95 pounds and Tom Ionson at 103 Frank Agia at 112 pounds and Daryl Grody advanced to the final round at 180 but was defeated by Defiance wrestler 6-3 oh no he beat the Defiance wrestler and then lost to New Haven and then there were five wrestlers who finished in third place it looks like Lenny Corral Kip Lutz um, Tim Magley, Andy Kreider, and heavyweight Steve Beavers. And Nellie Clark notes in his match that uh, on Thursday, Decatur would wrestle Manchester, seeking their seventh victory as they were 6-0 and on the season heading into this New Haven tournament. And that match was on Thursday that week. Hey, Dane, before we get to the next section of your uh, this date in history, just a little hint out the trivia question. The answer is not Randy Kirby. The answer is a former Belmont High School wrestler. Yes. What was the question? Uh, Belmont and Bluffton have wrestled three times in history. Who was the head coach for the Bluffton Tigers in those three matches? I think I know. I think you do, too. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Randy Kirby, just a real quick story. A really cool moment. I tried to capture it on camera, but I couldn't. Belmont was wrestling Columbia City. Everybody was focused on what was going on at the match. Over in the corner of the match, out of the way, out of the spotlight, was Randy Kirby looking over the bench's shoulder. And I turned around, and on the other side of the gym was B.J. (laughs) Farouk standing in the exact mirror image spot. 
with the same look on his face and the same sort of pride that what that he, what they had both built in their careers at those schools was continuing to be done by by coaches that they had 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 been under their tutelage um, uh, with Blaine Culp being one of uh, or maybe the best wrestler that Randy Kirby ever had at Columbia City and obviously uh, BJ playing a big role with with Paul Gunsett and Tim Myers and, and Sean Froat and, and Brandon Razzo. Nice story. And by the way, folks, if you get an opportunity, uh, purchase or check out today's Decatur Daily Democrat. There's a story in there about the Braves' win over the weekend, and Dane Filling wrote a terrific story. You need to read it. It was uh, it was awfully fitting, like I said in the article, that, that Isaac Freet was the one who came out, uh, grandson of John Freet, who Sean talked about how big of an impact that he had on, on, on Sean's life. And uh, I got a call from um, from Mary, John's wife, and uh, she just thanked me for, for the article. And I told her, you know what, all these years ago when I first really started getting into Belmont wrestling, a lot of people would ask me, well, who are you or did you wrestle or, or, or how, did, how did you get involved or why do you care? John Freed never asked that. As soon as I met him from that point on, anytime I ever saw him, he wanted to talk wrestling and he didn't care that I didn't wrestle in high school. Um, and I just I, I loved the relationship that I had with him, although it wasn't as obviously as complicated or as deep as what uh, Sean had. But uh, I remember bringing my uh, my son to his funeral at the annex, um, and just that was a really tough year. Um, and it, it's it's very obvious when you talk to any of these coaches just how big of an impact that John had on this program. Well, kind of a backstory to Isaac's free win that match. He should not have been at the match because he was at his sister's boot camp graduation in Texas the day before. Oh, he should have been there. His father was going to get him back, and his grandmother, I think, footed the bill for the ticket to get him back. So, so. Belmont fans, if you want to do something great, give Mary a, a little something-something in her, in her Christmas stocking this coming year. Okay, Rex, we want to real quick highlight this week's schedule. We've got all three Adams County schools in action tonight. Uh, obviously, Belmont and Bluffton here tonight. Southern Wells is at Monroe Central. AC is hosting Homestead, which should be a very good duel. And South Adams is up at Concordia. On Thursday, we have RWZBD broadcast with Huntington North coming to Belmont. Um, Friday and Saturday, Jay County is participating in the Wayne County Classic. And South Adams will be at the Bill Kerbel Invitational at New Haven. Bill Kerbel, one of the um, great uh, uh, administrators. He was a great coach, too. Yes, and uh, had a big impact on New Haven's um, and Leo. program. And uh, then Saturday night, kind of a special duel. Uh, Evansville Modern Day has scheduled a duel, a single duel, with Perry Meridian at Perry Meridian on Saturday night. So look for those results on Indiana Matt and, and online. So uh, with that, I want to check and see. Uh, we're going to take one more break to send back to studio. Steve Rouse run the board and give you fans out there one last chance to uh, win the trivia question. And if I told you that I could look down and see the answer to the qu- trivia question on the Belmont floor right now, would that be a That a might, little, that might, might help some hint. people. So with that, I'm going to send back to studio Steve Rouse for our last commercial break as we wrap up uh, Haggard Seft and Hershey Zelt wrestling weekly here and we'll be back with uh, final thoughts right after this hi this is jesse from heller nursery even during the winter months we are open seven days a week nine to four thirty monday through saturday and one to four thirty on sundays stop in to see our large selection of house plants and succulents we have new plants and products arriving weekly including pottery and much more heller nursery is located four miles west of decatur off of 224 like us on facebook 
or check us out on our website, hellonursery.com, for our tree and perennial listings. Good luck to our area wrestlers. Hey, Indiana High School wrestling fans. This is Jason Free, and I'm excited to announce the Double Eagle will be hosting this year's High School Wrestling Coaches Show live at 6.05 every Tuesday night throughout the season. The Double Eagle is proud to sponsor local sports, and we invite you to come up and experience a live radio remote. As always, we are open seven days a week to bring you great food, cold drinks, and exciting sports action. Follow us on Facebook for all of the updates, and come visit us at the Double Eagle, 1730 Nutman Avenue, Indicator. At Complete Printing Service, you can count on Charlie Brune and the crew to take care of all your print needs. Everything from color copies, custom-made banners and signs, wedding invitations, business cards, magnetic and yard signs, and so much more. Complete Printing is located on South 2nd Street in Decatur. Our name says it all. Complete Printing Service. Call today at 724-3722. Complete Printing is also a Decatur Sculpture Tour sponsor. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber. Welcome back to the Haggard Sefton Hershey Zell High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek. And I'd like to thank all of our uh, sponsors that uh, help bring this show together. And I'd like to thank Dane for putting all, all the things together. And thank Sean Froat for sitting in as our special guest. And AJ has joined us here for the tail end. And uh, we're ready to wrap up this week's wrestling show. We've talked about a lot of good things, had some good interviews with Sean. And uh, the junior varsity matches are about halfway done. So we're about ready to transition into our next phase of the evening, which was going to be the dual meet between Bluffton and Belmont. And, Dane, any final thoughts tonight for the Well, Hi- I do see one of our great sponsors, uh, Ted Sprunger, is somewhere down here. I just saw him always over here to our left. Uh, Ted does a great job with his insulation business, and uh, definitely if you're looking to do some home improvement or building a new house, or if your house is just cold, Rex, Yeah, give like him a mine, call. he's stopping by my house this week, and he's going to insulate my crawl space, so... So real quick, Rex, we're going to go through the WZBD schedule for the rest of the week. Tonight we've got uh, the match between Belmont and Bluffton. Tomorrow night we've got Hitzer Sports Weekly with Randy Fudge at 6. Belmont at South Adams Girls Basketball at 7.30. Then the Belmont Wrestling Match against uh, Huntington North on Thursday. The Pacers are on Friday night at 8 o'clock. And uh, we've got basketball again on Saturday, South Adams at Blackford. Uh, Purdue basketball at noon against number 8 Michigan State on Sunday and then the Matt Painter show and the Pacers back to back on Monday night and then Tuesday our show will be at the Double Eagle about as early as we can get Rex to the Double Eagle <laughs> and he may have to eat his chicken enchiladas after the show uh, and get his two two cups of Mountain Dew but uh, we have to do that because there's ACAC tourney action and uh, the Z team will be live right here where we're sitting well maybe over in the corner as uh, South Adams and Bluffton meet in both boys' basketball and girls' basketball, and both of those games will be on WZBD. The longest-running high school basketball tournament in the state of Indiana, and we're covering it, folks. And apparently, our hints were enough that Landon Gint has called in, and he's he sent me texts numerous times throughout the week, hey, he really enjoys the show, glad that you tuned in, Landon, and uh, 
Dane, do we do we have a known prize for him? We do have a prize. We have a uh, brand new Indiana Mat 800 pound gorilla T-shirt for uh, Mr. Genth, and uh, he's I'm well trying. under that 800 pound limit. Yes, he is. I'm trying to think when the next time I might see Mr. Genth, but uh, we'll figure that out. Even if we have to wait all the way, maybe till the ACAC tournament or something like that, but. Uh, um, he can get a hold of me, and I'll, I'll get him his prize. So once again, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, uh, like folks like Landon Genthin. I had a lot of uh, people talk to me on Saturday at the, at the uh, Team State where people from all around the state have tuned in and listened to the podcast, and they really enjoy the show. So I'd like to really thank uh, Matt.com for putting that out and getting the podcast out to people to, uh, to tune in and listen to it. Well, Rex, before we go, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Now, you oh, had... Uh, make me guess. I thought I was going to skip this section. You had uh, Cathedral and Modern Day correct, first and second. You went with Western and Oak Hill, as did my seeding team, so no harm there. And you had North Posey as the win, so you had two out of three champions, which isn't bad. Uh, our uh, individual expert, Mr. Riser, only had one of the six placements right, and that was North Posey. But for a guy who lives in Decatur, I missed the biggest one of you all. You didn't pick Belmont? He did, not, did not pick Belmont. Oh, Rex. Dane had been blowing oh, the western horn Rex. so loudly. Oh, I'm really I listened, ashamed I listened, of you, Rex. I listened to my co-host, and as I told Paul the week before, I didn't underestimate you. I overestimated the other schools. Must have been. Now, Rex's <laughs> record now sits at 12-5, and five, and we've got uh, four picks for him to make today. And the first one is obviously right in front of us, Belmont or Bluffton, Rex? I take Belmont tonight. Okay. A little bit to the east on 124, we've got Adam Central and Homestead. A very interesting uh, duel in my opinion. I don't know a lot about Homestead. I know Adam Central is starting to put things together, and they wrestled very well at Team State on Saturday. I'll take AC. Okay. And then South Adams is traveling up to wrestle the Cadets of Concordia Lutheran High School. I don't know what the Cadets have, but South Adams wrestled fairly well on Saturday. I'll take South Adams. I'll go with the home team. Yeah, and if you really look at those South Adams results, I think South Adams might have been better than the 11th team, 11th best team there. Uh, the combination of being put with the number one seed, North Posey, um, that just and those forfeits that South Adams has, it's really hard for them to match up against some teams. And uh, I, I think it's not fair to uh, say that Saturday was a failure for them because they finished 11th. Um, I, they've got a lot of bright spots, and they, you know, they hadn't wrestled for three weeks, Rex, and I think that might have played a part in it too. Before we get uh, past that uh, section, look down. You have uh, what AJ's record there is too, don't you? <laughs> well, AJ's only picked one match, so he's zero and one. Would you like to uh, counter <laughs> Rex's picks? <laughs> Who are you taking here tonight? Obvious. Uh, I'm taking Belmont, but Rex, how many matches does Bluffton win? Uh, it's close. I, th- I think Dane's looking at possibly six. What do you? I don't care what Dane thinks. What do you think? We're a team. I think. I think they can win six. They, they, I, I'm going under. They, they won't win six. All right. What else? That's that's. I'm picking under six. All right. Okay. Well, what about Adam Central and Homestead? AC. Okay. And South Adams or Concordia? Uh, the K Dets uh, showed up fairly well in the SAC, but that's not saying a lot. I'm going with South Adams. Okay. Well, then we're gonna have to make a tiebreaker. It's gonna have to be the New Haven invite that uh, South Adams is going to. I'll read the teams to you. Bluffton's going to be there. Carroll, DeKalb, Eastside, Dwanger, Homestead, New Haven. Uh, No Northwood. Um, South Adams. Carroll. What do you think, Rex? I I think... Carroll's got a stronger schedule. I think think Carroll's going to win it, but I think Bluffton will be right there nipping their heels. Okay. I think Carroll wins by 25 points. So with that, we've wrapped up this week's edition of the Haggard Sefton Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly. I'd like to thank all of our sponsors. I'd like to thank everybody who tunes in and listens to us each week. I got one special announcement. We have a special guest for next week. Okay. And it is Hall of Fame elect Tim Klingensmith. 
Nice. Coming. Nice. One of the neighbors, t- one of the neighbors, AJ. That's right. I think he's on a cruise right now. He he's, is. Yeah. <laughs> and he's texting our show right now. Excellent. Hey, have a great time, Timmy. With that, we're going to send it back to studio. Steve Rouse to run, who's running board for us, and we're going to do a round of commercials. We'll come back, and we'll be into high school wrestling match right after these messages.